All right, cats and kittens, welcome to the second official BrandoCast from the stay-at-home self-quarantine. Don't get sick and die, BrandoCast. There's only one way to get through this event, and that's by connecting with friends online. And through the power of Squadcast, I am here today with one of my favorite people on the planet Earth. If you're a regular listener of the show, you've heard her before. One of my great friends in real life, not Hollywood life. We are friends in real goddamn life. You know her from uh, Mad TV. You know her from uh, Insatiable. You know her from the Will You Accept This Rose podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the party machine, Arden Marine. Oh! guys thank you so much me art and marine party machine and i put shoes on for you i braided my apocalypse bangs into a braid so i didn't cut them before i talked to you and uh i actually put on a dress which was um i I don't know what i was thinking where are you going Uh, my couch i'm going to my couch this is my big outing for the month of march nice (laughs) I want to close March just as elegantly as I started it on my couch. Yeah. Do you, do you remember the beginning of March when life was free and easy and we could roam around the city and I mean, when I, people? when I think about like what my problems were at the beginning of March, uh, it really feels, I can't believe it's all the same month. Like I can't believe truly what a difference three weeks have made. March 2020 has yeah. been a full calendar year. Oh, yeah. And I really thought that I would, I thought I would keep it together longer in the apocalypse. Like I thought I would try, I thought I would be vain enough to keep it going. (laughs) It's all cheese all the time. It's a cheese, cheese, super cheese, March 2020. Um, Yeah, I, I don't, I don't care anymore. I, I'm going to be unrecognizable by the end of this. (laughs) I, I, I am quickly turning into Norm from Cheers. Yep. Yeah. I am reshaping my body. Great. I love it. You look, quite honestly, you look the same to me. I don't see it yet. Oh, no, no, no. I, it's it's all it's all down there. It's a, I'm building what a tire. Padding? Your thighs? What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm painting, I'm, I'm padding my Santa Claus belly. Great. Because I, I think that that's that. what I need. Well, I think that's what I need to do when this is all over. I think I need to put my services in and try to be the Grove Santa. Oh, maybe the American, maybe the Americana Santa. I wonder. I feel like the Grove Santa. You might get more celebrities, but I feel like at the Americana, maybe you'd get like Anna Ferris and Chris Pratt on off weekends of visitation. You know, <laughs> <laughs> maybe a Schwarzenegger would be with Chris. Maybe Anna would have her new gentleman. I don't know, but I feel that you would get like the. More, uh, you would get a different kind of celeb. You get them both, but you get more at the Grove. Well, I think also at the Americana, I would be Santa to the Armenian children of Los Angeles. Oh, and sure. that might be kind of exciting. Now, did you know that I worked at Macy's Santa Land when I was 22? I was an elf in New York. Go ahead. Okay. Keep I was, talking. Okay. Keep when talking. I first started, I needed a job. I lived in New York. I was at the Herald Square, like the, the, the Santa department that goes in the Macy's Day Parade. 
I had to apply. It was like a hard system to get in. I was an elf for one season and there was a whole hierarchy of other elves that had been elfing for like eight years. They were all musical theater majors who were like <laughs> in their 50s to 70s. And um, there was a hierarchy. If you've been there for a long time, you could be in the parade. And then my main thing, I was like the photo elf and the photo like, and spoiler alert, if there's children listening, Fast forward for like three minutes. Okay, so there was like seven different Santas. There was like seven different Santas, and I would get put with Santa Phil. I'm pretty sure was a drug addict because he he was either a drug addict or narcoleptic, but he was always gray and sweaty, and he would like black out, and then I would have to wake him up to like take a picture with Santa Phil to make memories with the kids, and then sometimes women would come in and like flash them him her their boobies and then santa phil would perk right up it was amazing oh my fucking god it was awful and they would just play eartha kit santa baby for an entire like what started out as sort of like a funny thing to tell my friends was all day every day it was a the worst one was being the line santa so you'd be put in like the be the equivalent of being put in the maze at like six flags and you're like guarding (laughs) this like angry new yorkers are like waiting 17 hours to go see santa and they're just blasting Santa baby over and over. And it was awful. Awful. Do you know that in, in, on uh, Christmas Eve 2011, yeah. I, I was the Santa Claus for all the children of the Teton Valley, Idaho, because the real Santa got snowed out in Jackson, Wyoming and couldn't mm-hmm. drive over the pass. And he was going to make an appearance at the Victor Emporium in Victor, Idaho. And, I bet there's uh, rich people there too. I bet there's rich people who are expecting Santa. They can't uh, roll with it. Yes, there are. But this was the official appearance. And the long story short was, uh, dear, I was taking my friend's uh, kids to a movie next door sure. to the Emporium. Love this. Uh, the legendary Lori Metcalf, not to name drop, but she went into the Emporium and they were like, oh, we're so sad. Christmas is canceled because Santa can't get here. He's snowed in. And you're like, and- what? No, and then she was like, I got the guy. She went into the movie theater, grabbed me. She's like, you're coming with me. You're going to be Santa. Next thing I know, I'm in a Santa suit. And there was a huge line of kids. Can I predict it? I bet you killed it as Santa. I I did kill it as Santa, but it was heavy because- Well, I'll tell you why. Because the kids, like if you put on the Santa suit, there is goddamn power in the Santa suit. And they fully believed that I was Santa. There was, and I got so many heavy requests. Like what? Uh, I, I leaned down to one little boy and I was like, ho, 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 what would you like, little boy? Oh. And he literally said, I'd like my mom to be nice to my sister. Oh. <laughs> well, and they, cool. and they were saying, and they were mom and sister were like standing like 12 feet away. And, and I like, got- I saw and it. and did like, you see like a, did you see like a help me glint in the child's eyes? Well, a, a hundred thousand percent, dude. I have to tell you that breaks my. I know that was the thing was you would see. Okay, we'll get to that. I have a. I had. A, I just had a flash of something, but I will say I love Christmas. I love Santa. I love the Mister. I love the. All of it. I love the North Pole. I love elves. I love a man flying around in a sled. I love all of it. And 
I feel like you would be of so much service if you were a Santa. Well, I, 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 yes. And being of service is the goal. And I think that just with a few more orders of Domino's pizza oh my during the, this pandemic, I'm going to get there. I'm going to get there really quickly. I know. I'm going to tell you the flash that I just had. At the same time I was working as an elf in Macy's Santa Online, also not a sexy elf. It was the most, I'll send you a photo, the most neutered like drop crotch pajama pant like, <laughs> and like men's oversized baby yellow turtleneck. It was, there was not like this cute, I'm sure like there's a hot TMZ elf at the Grove now. This was like the most unfuckable, <laughs> like, like, like Pat from, from Saturday Night Live, like the Pat character, like the, just the, the look of, you're not sure what there, there was no sexuality to this elf that you were dressing as. Um, but the flash I had of the child saying that I, at the same time, I was also an intern for a casting director with the wonderful Bonnie Finnegan. And um, I remember when they were casting like a kid part and there was like five-year-olds coming in with their little headshots. And I remember saying like, oh, you know, make, I was, you know, in the little, in the office, um, waiting room and talking to these really cute little kids and asking, you know, like, Oh, what, what do you do for fun? And the dad being like, she's not allowed to have fun. Sure. Your resume. Like it was basically like, <laughs> you know, she doesn't play any games. She doesn't do have any hobby. She makes no crafts. There's no playing. She can't play. She played like child number eight on law and order once. Like it was like such a buzzkill. And it was that to me was, I just saw her eyes just clutching her little resume and I just thought, I'm going to give me that fucking kid. Like, give me this fucking kid. You, it, he was just such a troll, this dad. It was awful. Well, you and I both know that actor kid parents are the goddamn worst people Dude. on the planet. Off the record, can we cut something out? Can I tell you something? I'll, uh, I'll tell you after. Remind yeah, tell, me. Tell I'll, me after because I don't know if I have the technology. To you know cut. what? I'm going to text it to you. <laughs> I'm going to text it to you right now. I'm okay. Gonna, well, while, while you text that, okay, I'm going to okay. up because as Arden and I struggle I, through I, the no, pandemic. I, I don't want to get. I don't want to get. Um, I don't want to get hacked and have what I'm going to text you. <laughs> I'll tell you separately. Remind. Are, me. are you going to tell us that a friend of ours is a horrible actor kid parent? I'm kind of hoping no. you will. No, is that? But you'll love. You'll get. love what I'm gonna. You're gonna love what I tell you. You're gonna love okay, it. Okay, we'll save that for later. Okay, great. But in the meantime, what I'm gonna do, Arden, I'm gonna share with uh, with you and the kids uh, listening at home some of the yes. things that we're doing to get through this uh, very uh, strange, uh, wonderful but difficult period of time. And one of those things that everyone is doing is everyone is watching television. Oh God, yes. I yeah. kind of think that what you and I can do. Right. As we can share some of the things that we're watching with the kids at home. I love okay. It. This is such okay, a great so, And so what I'm gonna do, the one show out there that has erupted and exploded and yeah. taken over Twitter by storm, of course, is Tiger King. Oh. Which is a, a brand new show on Netflix. Yeah. It's an exploration of big cat breeding and its bizarre underworld. Uh, and it's a bizarre underworld that's populated by eccentric characters. Tiger King, your thoughts, Auden Marine, go. Okay, now there's going to be some a few spoilers. That's okay. Spoiler alert for okay, people who haven't watched it. Spoiler alert. Too fucking bad. You've had enough time in and, the quarantine to watch this guy. And by the way, it's not going to take away any of the magic of this. I 
loved it. I loved it like I loved the jinx. Like I love a well done multi-part documentary. I preferred it to making a murderer. I loved it. I thought it was fascinating. You've got the best, you've got the best lead character who he, Joe, uh, Joe exotic, Joe exotic. Um, I, who his outfits, his country music career, his multiple husbands. I can't believe and then you get to meet all of these other big cat owners. I can't believe how many polygamists there are in the big cat world. I mean, the murders, the big, the, the guy in South Carolina who is so disgusting with Doc a little, Doc a little full patch who has literally started a cult of a hot, sexy tiger ladies with, and like gotten them to like talk about a Santa, a guy like building a Santa body who, who knew that, Baby cubs could get so much poonanit. <laughs> he's that guy, he's that guy is, his name is Doc Antle. Yes. And I, I kind of feel like he's the real villain of the uh, of the thing because he's just, like I said, he's just being a polygamist out in the open. Yes, yes. I, I couldn't decide who I thought. Joe Exotic, for a long time I was on his side. For a while I was like, for a while, it felt like the animals actually really liked Joe Exotic. It felt like he, and then slowly, fame, money, multiple drug use. Like I, then the animals got more. Like I, then I turned on Joe Exotic because, like, I, I just wanted to go save all these animals. Oh, I hope he dies in prison. I hope Joe Exotic dies in prison. The yeah. one thing that I learned about Joe Exotic yesterday. Yes, please. He didn't sing those goddamn country songs. I looked that up too. And there's no <laughs> way that he did. By the way, look, I'm not a country music. I don't, I'm not an aficionado. They sounded actually pretty good to me. I, that's what I said. I'm not a country music aficionado either. I like Johnny Cash and 60s Waylon Jennings and Loretta Lynn. But I was like, eh, those, those are fine. I'm shocked that this kind of like quasi bipolar crazy person yeah. uh, could sing such uh, wonderful songs, but he didn't. Dude, I also, I, I, okay, I want to talk about his husbands first. Go. These hot, hot, young, straight guys that he, but like, but for a while, Joe Exotic's fun. Like, he's crazy. I, if I had to be in a cult at any of those three camps, if I had to be working for free for the lady murderer in Florida or with like polygamous Santa, I would rather be with like gay meth head country music, like gay meth head Billy Ray Cyrus. At least they're kind of having fun. And like, I would just go shoot things in a lake and like, like I, if I had to be a polygamist and married to any of them, I would have picked Joe Exotic because it seemed like a good time at first. At first. Well, and there's, remember, there's a lot of meth use involved. <laughs> like, if that's, gonna... what, that's what, the twitching, like he had a lot of twitching. It reminded me of people I know when they do steroids and they just get crazier and crazier. Yeah. Um, I was fascinated by the documentary filmmaker. That was a, I loved it. The way his voice was so, I'm like, what happened to, what happened to his like nasal area? Like that's making his voice sound like that. Right. Who? Well, that guy who, stumbled into gold. I don't even know how he found that world because as the show was unfolding, I thought it was fake. Because it was almost so perfectly scripted. There's a new twist and turn every 20 minutes. And you're like, how is this even possible? Who are these well, fucking people? And if he lost his footage, how did they have all that footage? 
I know exactly right. Well, that's that's there were certain and, things that made me wonder, like what was really going on. And how did he never sell this best show ever? Like how did like how did he not? Uh, how could you not get that on the air? Because it's the well, because I think any because uh, I think any sane person would realize he's a fucking pain in the ass, and he might make your life super miserable. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the, the the producer, the producer guy character in the show. Yeah, uh, the producer who was working for him, yeah. uh, he had a nervous breakdown as soon as the sh- the show finished uh, re- recording, and then he moved to Norway. What? Yeah, yeah he did. The the quasi reporter guy, the yeah, guy yeah, who used to work for like daily yeah. daily edition, hard, or whatever. Hard edition, hard or hard right inside hard hard copy, hard, uh, hard copy. Right, that guy. He had a nervous breakdown after he finished working for Joe. Says he's the most evil and most dangerous person alive. Hope he dies in prison. And he moved to Norway to start his life over again. I have a more importantly, I have a question for you. Yeah, Arden, if you got a job yeah, at a ti- at a tiger san- sanctuary, yeah, 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 what do you think your best job would be? Oh God, that's so good. I love it. I love cats, so I would definitely have a limb ripped off. I would want to go feed the cats. Would you be like the lady who lost her arm? Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I'm assuming I'm not at the polygamist one. I'm assuming because I, because then I'd have to be like this. Like that was more upscale. That was more like that felt more like um, the San Diego Zoo where they actually was like you're swimming with dolphins, you're playing with the cats. I'm talking about the the meth one, like the meth head okay. one. You'd rather work at the meth one than the where you have to dress up like a leopard. For yeah, your, yeah, yeah. For your, no, for no, I I, no, I don't want to be a sexy leopard because I don't want to have to get. I don't want to sleep in a horse stall and fuck my way up. I, I, I just. I don't wanna. <laughs> so I would say I would for sure. I would for sure love to. I would love to bottle feed and raise all the cubs, and then eventually have one or two limbs ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> what would you do? Um, I, well, I think I wanted to work with that super meth guy who Look, was in charge of the cats at the blonde uh, hair, the blonde hair the, guy, the, the guy who looked like he was in Leonard Skinner at some point. I love but they, him. They kicked him out of the band because he was too much of a drunk. I love like, him. I want to spend my day with that guy. I mean, I loved watching him at the end where he was in some like flop house somebody i watched watching him just nod off with like posters of bikinis everywhere. I also want to say I fully believe i know nothing so this is a i fully believe that carol murdered her husband and fed him to the tigers there's I, no i fucking love it there's no there's no question in your mind of course that she's do. a murderer i don't <laughs> I, I mean don't you yeah well i want it to be true i want all everything I, I, to be true i do think it's true and i feel like she's a liar who knows how to laugh to make it be like that is just crazy that I, <laughs> just, I know it's just the craziest thing he thinks that by the way did you notice that the fbi agent at the end with the really bad ann taylor suit and terrible haircut had the exact same voice as carol the husband tiger feeding murderer late carol and the fbi lady have the same voice Wow, that's amazing. That's good intel. I the, I, I was so floored and numb by the end of the whole thing. I hated Carol's husband. I hated her new husband so much. I hated Carol. I hated Carol the most. I hated Carol. Well, that 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 husband's gonna die too. Of course. By the way, but like, so she has all these volunteers in this like t-shirt, this t-shirt color. Like, how is she getting her money aside from the guy that she fed to the tigers? How well, she doesn't. She, she doesn't pay her employees. She is like she doesn't pay her employees. They're all charge, volunteers. Does she charge an entry fee? A hundred percent. And I'm sure that there's all of them. 
Exactly. But she calls her place a sanctuary or like a refuge. Like her shtick is I'm saving these tigers. Look and come and see the tigers that I've saved rather than the other guys who are like running a zoo. She doesn't do cub photos. Right. But I call bullshit on that because I bet she does. Well, and she used to. And by the way, I felt like at first, early years of Joe Exotic, the, the big cats seemed happier at Joe Exotics and in her place where they have to stick their head through the cage to get their food. Like I felt like his pets seemed happier at first than her. I will say the, the one thing that was, that was that really struck me about Joe Exotics place. Yeah. It really looked like it was built by the meth head rocker. Oh, of course it was. <laughs> There's <laughs> zero safety. The fact that a hundred tigers didn't bust out of there and take over Oklahoma is an absolute <laughs> fucking miracle. Okay, question. Do you think, and I fully think she killed him because she fed him with the tigers. I also think Santa Polygamous Soul Patch has, <laughs> I believe he has like an oven where he kills the cubs when they get too old. He's, I feel like he's a bad guy. Y- yes, yes. He, and he bulldozes them and buries them. Yeah, for he sure. Bulldozes them. How about the guy that has the monkey in the shirt? it's 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 a tremendous show from top to bottom so i think we can both say to people listening at home yeah we recommend tiger king what would be your favorite outfit if you were going to dress obviously joe exotic you can only pick from joe exotic's outfit which shirt which vest which bedazzle what look would you go for as joe exotic I'm going to start with the Wrangler jeans and the right. weird and the weird knee brace. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, he drove off of a bridge. That's right. The weird knee brace and the cane. I'm definitely right. going Obviously. Wrangler. And I've never worn a pair of Wrangler jeans in my life. I feel like you should in the apocalypse now. You should get those Amazon Prime jeans. They'll come in November because it's not necessary. And then I'm going to wear a t-shirt promoting his his last album. Great. And, and a hat. And that's, that's how I'm going to walk around. <laughs> I'm going to promote my favorite video is the one of the Carol lookalike who looked just like Carol feeding the husband of the tigers and him standing there with a handful of shit. I loved it. It was great. It was spectacular. It was spectacular. So I think I think we can say two thumbs up from Arden and Brendan. And that if, for, if, my, if my thumb hadn't been ripped off by a tiger, I would give it two thumbs up. But I work at the tiger zoo. Fantastic. Okay. Now coming up our second, the second show I'm going to throw at you is actually a show that Arden and I are breaking down for the Patreon listeners of Will You Accept This Rose? It's a little show called Love is Blind. Oh my God. The- 2020 Netflix, Arden Marine, go. You have the floor to explain this show to people. My compliments to the programming chef at Netflix. Truly, I had heard about this. Kyle Dunnigan was like, are you watching this? Like um, two months ago. And I was like, no, I I didn't care. I wasn't interested. People think because I host a thing about The Bachelor that I was like, I I was not interested. I watched 15 seconds of it and then proceeded to watch all 11 hours immediately because it's the greatest show that's ever... If you have not watched, and I'm telling you, it is fascinating. It's so well done. There are the greatest couple in the history of reality romance to come out of it. They're the way you've never seen lazier hosts than Nick and Vanessa Lachey. Um, watching it's the first two episodes alone will hook you of these. So the concept is you have like 39 days or some rando number. There's 38 days 
to get to the altar. You have 10 days in these pods where you do not get to see the person. Can you fall in love just chit-chatting for like 18 hours a day for 10 days straight? And then if you do, you propose through a wall, sight unseen. And then you get a reveal of like, okay, are you ready to really like, can you, okay, can you handle visually what you've chosen? And then you get to go off to some pretty nice resort in Cancun to see if you want to go get at it, go to the bone zone for a couple days. And then they all move to this like live work space somewhere in Atlanta and then see if they make it to the altar, see if they can deal with having their phones back back in their family and friends. And I got to tell you, it was mes- I could not stop watching it. Brendan Smith. It, it is. It, 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 at first it didn't seem real to me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was another one that just felt like who are the evil geniuses that put this together? Because you and I have spent so much time yeah. talking about the bachelor, the yeah. bachelorette franchise, and a lot of time talking about how producers manipulate the contestants to get the desired outcomes that they want. Like a lot of those shows are quasi scripted, but love is blind was wild because you just have two hot people. Well, actually, there were some not quite hot people, but you have two people talking through a blind. They have no idea what they look like, how old they really are. Uh, they're not allowed to talk about um, what they look like, what they, what they look, look like. like. They're not allowed to say, well, a lot of people say I look like John Cryer. Whoo! Like they're not allowed to say, you know, anything yeah. like that. Everybody that thinks I look like Angelina Jolie, everybody. But you're just supposed to like connect with people emotionally to prove that love is blind. And for me, the the moments where all the couples, once they decided who was with who, the moments that they that they saw each other for the first time are some of the most like organic oh. reality show TV moments of all time. Especially when the two and spoiler alert. By the way, if you haven't watched Love Is Blind by this point, you know, fuck off. But I'm going to say the moment when the two hot people realized that they had picked each other, like the oh, two hottest uh, yeah. people on the show. It yeah. was such an authentic, like yes. Yes, oh, yeah. we won. Oh my fucking yeah, god. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, she get that big fake old titties. Boom. I knew it. I knew it. I was playing with three. I had the like the like the shell game of three. And I could just smell like the pheromones and the big fake old titties. Tank driver. Yeah, girl. But then when Jessica, when Jessica sees little Mark, yeah. little tiny Mark. Yeah. And she's used to dating jocks and athletes and hot dudes. Yeah. Total bum out. By the way, Mark is not a bad looking guy either. I'm no, like, no, he's not. This is a guy, he does, as you say, he has fishbowl eyes. Fishbowl eyes. But aside from the, if he just squinted a little bit and covered up those, you see too much white in the eye. You see way too much white. It's almost like a medical, like if you were becoming an optician, uh, you, you might see like there's two actual eyeballs. But I just thought, I mean, watching Cameron and Cameron and Lauren. And Gigi. Oh, oh. oh go. Cameron and Lauren. Cameron Let's and talk Lauren. Cameron. Cameron and Lauren. I was so like I would get, I like teared up. I was really rooting for them to be attracted to each other. Yeah. I was I an interracial them. couple. An interracial couple and uh and I just felt like, and he's from Maine and she's from Detroit. Now, I also thought it was so smart that we didn't know 
Um, I didn't know at first that it filmed in Atlanta, which was so, I, it made it so much more interesting to me than having it be in LA at like Sunset Gower. You know what I mean? Like, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, it's not everybody with a headshot that's like moved to LA. They were more regular uh, yeah. reality contestants than we're used to seeing. Because all, all the people on The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, they're all wannabe actors and personal now, trainers here now in LA. Now, right. it's, I think with, because yeah. we're actually, so it's been interesting. I never, so with the new Bachelorette, they, for those of you who don't know, they didn't pick from the current batch. They they picked a lady who her, she's a little older and she was first on The Bachelor in 2014. And I had not started watching it by then. So on the podcast right now, we're breaking down Juan Pablo's season. So it was 2014. It was before Bachelor in Paradise started. And it was before you could fully become just an influencer. It was before the contestants could like just make a living selling fab fit fun boxes and tanner with codes, you know, like, so that the people who came on and, tw- and this was only six years ago, but it feels like it was like 16 years ago. They're nurses and they want to marry Juan Pablo. There's no other prize other than marrying this guy. You're not going to paradise. You're not going to get Instagram followers and the difference between like, and the women were lovely. There were regular, real women who were lovely, who really liked this guy and wanted to get married. And now it's people who are like, I don't want to be a dentist anymore. I just want to sell Tanner. I don't need to win. I just needed to make, I need to be like a villain or make a splash. And and get your brand up. And I feel like by doing this in Atlanta, I felt like the two hot people maybe were more of like the bachelor mold now, but everybody else, like the Kelly and Kenny, they felt like people who were like, okay, I haven't had success finding somebody. I'll give this weird thing a try. Maybe I'll meet my person. Right. Amber could absolutely be in the bachelor or bachelorette franchise. So could Barnett. Barnett would win. <laughs> Barnett would win. Oh, you mean Matt. I know. I can't. <laughs> and by the way, you know who else? Our sweet Messica Jessica. Messica would fully be it. She would, she would make it to paradise. She would never get engaged. She would get hammered and cry a lot. But she'd be fun television. She would crush it on paradise. She would crush it on paradise. She would have to make it through the house on The Bachelor to get to paradise first. Now, quick spoiler alert, because I did a little research online this morning. Yes. I don't think I'm going to ruin anything for, to you. To for you by saying we might be getting a Cameron Lauren reality show. Oh, <laughs> oh I needed that. I needed yeah, yeah. that. I'm glad I brushed my hair today. I felt like I needed a dress up. For- oh, Santa! Santa, thank you, Santa. Yeah. Thank I you, Santa. If only you could get my mom to stop hitting my brother, that everything would work out. Thank you, Santa. <laughs> Another little boy wanted a, a cow. Another little boy asked me, uh, oh. Oh, what would you like? And he said, a cow. Oh, well, maybe, maybe he, like in Idaho, maybe they have farms. Maybe he's always on a farm. Yeah. Oh, by the way, for people playing along at home, because we're now recording from home, we're all in yeah. quarantine. Sure. We're recording from home. If you hear some chirping of a dog, that is my Australian cattle dog, Django. Who was uh, barking at the postman? So. I love this so much. Well, just roll. It's a new era in podcasting. It's a new era. It's a new era in podcasting. Okay, Look, now my, my red hair is starting to grow in. Brendan, can you see? I'm a little bit more ginger. I now, didn't know that, if I is I'm that co- your real color? What's yeah. Your- Oh, 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 oh,
Jinji Cohen, I didn't know if my body could still actually produce it anymore. I didn't know if it <laughs> who knew it had been so yeah, Mad TV purchased me and made me blonde. I didn't know if I could still generate red hair, but it's starting to come in. Now wait a minute. Are you telling me that Mad TV forced you to become a blonde? I mean they didn't for I was happy to do it, but yeah. Okay. But yeah. they made the request? Yeah, they weren't into redheads. It, 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 they were. They wanted basically since Nicole Sullivan. Um, oh no, they had Stephanie Weir, but Stephanie was leaving, so they 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 wanted a blonde, and so they, oh, wow. they blonded. I was redder when I booked it, and then they blonded me up. That's amazing. Now, speaking of blondes, I'm going to throw another show at you. Please. That's a wild one for me. Please. A show that I watched from start to finish because it's only four episodes in one night. Great. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, my third recommendation for the quarantine, it's on Netflix. It's a 2020 show. It's called Unorthodox. Do you I, know it? No. Okay. Well, let me just tell you what it's about. It's about a Hasidic Jewish woman from Brooklyn. I read who, about this. Who flees to Berlin away from an arranged marriage. She's taken in by a group of musicians there in Berlin until her past comes a column. And it stars Shira Haas. It's literally about, it's like present day. And the woman is a member of the Satmar community in Brooklyn. And they're ultra far, like ultra Orthodox Jews who are descendants mostly of Holocaust survivors. And the sort of the, 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 the bond of their community is like, we can never go back out into the secular world because when we tried to join the secular world, uh, eons ago, we were murdered. So they, it's a super strict uh, religious community. The women have zero freedoms. And the show is about this young woman who has her own like secret dreams of becoming a musician. And she fucking gets up. Like, she it goes good. on the run. I loved it. I, I, I absolutely loved it. it, it it's, well, you know, I have time, Brendan, so I'll watch it. Look, left to my own devices, usually what I watch are vintage kung fu movies. And, and sports. Sure. Uh, I've seen five deadly venoms and eight diagram pole fighter uh, 20 times already myself. So right. there's no need to watch them again during the okay. quarantine. So I'm like looking for new stuff and I really enjoyed unorthodox and they really get the details of the orthodox community. And you almost feel like you're watching a documentary at some point. I'm going to watch it's that. So heavy. Yeah. It's That's really good. cool. And I like the length for it. I can feel like I'm a smarty. Well, it's a, it's a, it's a really cool world. And when, and this won't ruin anything for anyone, but when the young woman goes to Berlin, yep. modern day Berlin, yes. like she gets her world rocked again and again and again. And it's, so it's really cool. So I can't unorthodox, that. that's it. All right. Now, number four, right. number four, it's a show that you're going to have to tell me about because right. it's a show that you mentioned and it's a show that I'm, I know that it's out there, but I've never paid attention to it. Ladies and gentlemen, the show that Arden Marine is going to throw at you is Below the Deck. Below Deck. Below Deck. Yes. Oh, not Below the Deck. Below Deck. Yes, below Deck. Now, let me tell you, Brendan. Yes. I have a book coming out called Little Miss Little Compton that people could pre-order. And I knew, that I, I knew that I was going to go on Watch What Happens Live in January to promote it. Like, I was doing the cover reveal. And so, um, I... I actually had never really watched a lot of the Bravo shows and you, you have to be kind of a super fan to go on 
watch what happens live. And I really like Andy Cohen. I like that show. I was excited to do it. So I, they told me to watch all these housewives. So I binge watched New York, Orange County, and New Jersey. And at first I was like, I don't know. And then I was totally in, particularly love New York and Orange County. And then I found out that I was going, that I, that I was going to be on with, it was going to be on a below deck thing. So then I had to watch all of below deck and then watch. And so, and then I was going to be on with below deck sailing yacht, Brendan. It So again, it was sort of like love is blind. It was not something I naturally would have watched on my own. It's so great. It is. So there's different versions of it. The one that's on right now is below deck sailing yacht, but there's three versions. There's below deck, with Captain Lee, he sort of like looks like a Santa Claus. And then there's Below Deck Mediterranean, which sails around like um, Italy. And it's very pretty. And that has a lady captain, Captain Sandy. And now they're on Below Deck Sailing Yacht with Captain Glenn. And it act- it's not a motorized yacht. It actually has giant sails. So I have to tell you what's interesting about it is, so it follows the crews that run these yachts. And it it actually does not feel scripted. It is almost like a um, Downton Abbey upstairs, downstairs, because you have the very super wealthy people that charter these things for like $180,000 a week. And then you have the people that are living in these tiny quarters, um, all sort of the crew, the crew, the crew. So, right. so each each boat has uh, 10, 12, 13 people working the crew, like chef. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. Yes. So you've got two parts of the tree. You've got the chef, and then you've got like the sort of sexy stewardess gals, and then you've got the like deckhands. And there's always usually one ginger girl that's also part of the deckhands, which is <laughs> as a real ginger, there's nothing that your skin would like less than burning around Thailand in like 140 degrees. But what's fascinating is, so they basically work their fucking ass off. They're they're working for tips. And they at the end of it, they get handed an envelope of cash. And and I've learned, Brendan, when you hit your when you hit the lottery and you start chartering yachts, you're a cheap ass loser if you hand over a tip that's a fifteen thousand dollar cash envelope. If you want to make the people like you, you need to hand over twenty thousand dollars in cash tips to everybody to split. Okay, you are telling me that the that the that the individuals who are working on these boats yes. are getting 15, 20, 25 grand but they for split. every No, but they all split. Oh, oh, oh they split. Mind, okay. Like, okay. It's a lot of hard work for like $1500. Like okay. they have to and then they get 36 hours to flip the boat over and then they go party and like bone each other they get hammered (laughs) now i will say the sailing yacht one doesn't get as hammered like the one in thailand we get so blackout drunk like you talk about you talk about area alcoholic (laughs) like like they go get they get their fifteen hundred dollars they get blackout drunk and like punch a window in a minivan (laughs) then they all like hump their way around only the fellow crew members but they're sleeping in like bunk beds it's like a it's like a train car of bunk beds so they're all like sleeping with each other and just functioning alcoholics and then they're at sea it's fascinating uh do the poor people ever sleep with the rich people no and i thought they would i thought they would (laughs) and uh 
the poor people never sleep with the rich people. There was one time where Ashton uh, in uh, the Mediterranean got hit on and he invited them out to the library to go drinking. And the rest of the poor people were like, why do you invite the rich people? We're, we're like so sick of seeing those rich faces. They were pissed because he wanted to bone a model. <laughs> there's a lot of douchebags that also like there's some people that are lovely that come on and there's a lot of people who are just trying to get their instagram shots on the yacht um but i will say here's why i recommend it they work hard it's beautiful where they are it's actually um it's it's easy watching for these times you know what i mean it's sort I of do. Soothing yeah. to the brand i think you would like it you can just pick a season and um and I, 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 the sailing yacht one is not my favorite. That's the one that's on now. Is I, there ever a situation where they get into rough waters or like a storm? Like, do you ever have to deal with like that kind of drama? Oh my God. I keep waiting for that. Not yet. What's interesting about the sailing one is whenever the sails go up, it tips the boat over. It tips the boat over. And like, you'd think they, that they would have figured out that. Everything goes flying. It's like if you were doing, if you were doing like, you'd think they'd figure out how to secure everything in the kitchen so that it didn't, every time the sales go up, it's like glasses go crashing and plates fly out of cabinets. It's like, yeah, you built a boat. Maybe put a latch on that. Like, <laughs> like shit goes flying. It's like they're surprised every time they raise the sails and, and glasses just break and things go flying. Well, I feel like because it's a reality television show, I feel like you have to have some messes every now and then. So maybe oh. that's just their way of like, oh, God, I broke some really expensive I glasses. I, I feel so bad. I can't tell the captain. No, it's truly like it almost it does feel like get your sh- it's not even that big of a plot line. It's just yeah. like get your shit together and put a latch on that cabinet. <laughs> have, uh, have, has anyone ever been attacked by pirates? You said they were in Thailand. I can imagine that maybe there are some pirate ships out there. There was, um, there was people got some weird diseases. Oh, okay. Right. Weird right. Diseases. <laughs> so like the stomach pirates showed up. Yeah. 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 For sure. Uh, well, that is tremendous. I got to check out below deck, below deck, not I, below the deck. Below deck. I would say, I would do below deck or below deck med below deck sailing yacht. So for the crew kind of is not that fun. I would fair enough. Yeah. Okay. The last show I'm going to throw at you. Right. Uh, uh, Art of Marine. Yes. That's uh, it, it's another weird one for me. Right. Uh, I fell into it. I saw promos for it. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, Yeah. but I fell into it. And then I, I basically watched it in two days. Right. It stars Al Pacino. It's on Amazon. The show is called, Hunters. Hunters is about Nazi hunters who discover high-ranking Nazi officials living in 1977 New York City. And those Nazis are conspiring to create a Fourth Reich in the U.S. True story? Then, True story? Uh, no, it's sort of like a parallel universe. But okay. it's kind of it's kind of a fun story because you have Al Pacino sort of plays this main Nazi hunter who's a Holocaust survivor who starts to, who's been tracking some of these, you know, Nazis who got out of Europe and got set up with a fake identity. Some of them came to New York City and Al Pacino is out to find them. I cannot say any more than that because anything more would be a spoiler. Okay. It's, I don't know how, like, it's a really fun premise. If you like Al Pacino, Al Pacino's on 11 the whole time. 
I mean, <laughs> I, I, mean love, I love his baby mama, Beverly D'Angelo. So yeah, great. And we were told that Al Pacino loves The Bachelor and Bachelorette, weren't That's, we? I mean, which is the best. Apparently his, <laughs> the kids best. Make, apparently his kids make fun of him all the time. It's the best. It's the best thing ever. So if you like Al Pacino, you might enjoy a couple episodes of the show. Carol Kay is also on the show, but no one else you, you really know. Can I just say, I just, and this is so dated, I'm so late to the party, but I just finished watching Broad Church with season one. I'd never seen it with Olivia Coleman, um, who was, is great in The Queen, is wonderful on Fleabag. She plays a detective in Northern England where a little boy has died in this tiny seaside community. And um, they bring in sort of this outside guy to come try to figure it out. And, um, it's, I'd heard about it. Like it's, it's like classy TV. It's so good. And you Broadchurch. Know, I don't know Broadchurch at oh all. What's it on? Oh, What's it, it, on? Like, it helped make her career. I think I watched it on Netflix. It was Netflix or Amazon. Okay. Broadchurch. It's, it's, I couldn't stop watching it. It's actually real. It's so well-written. She's amazing. And you're like, who killed this kid in this tiny in this tiny town, it was, I couldn't stop watching it. And it's not scary or anything. It's, it's, it's a detective show. And Olivia Coleman, if you like Olivia Coleman, she's, it's so great. I highly recommend it. Okay. Broadchurch. Last year for the favorite. I love it. Um, I will say to people, don't watch Jack Ryan. It sucks. I believe that. <laughs> I that. And John, I John Krasinski. Well, and I loved Patriot Games. Wasn't he Jack Ryan? Isn't that what it's from? Uh, it, it, it is. It's sort of, yes, but I, I didn't, I didn't like it. I didn't care for it. They could have done the whole show. It should have been a movie. It should have been an hour and a half movie and not like a, a eight or nine part series. Jack Ryan. Boo. Boo. All right. Uh, give me one extra thing that you're doing, Arden, Can not watching just- TV, but one extra thing that you're doing to yeah. stay, to say, to stay sane during uh, these crazy times. Thank you for asking, Brendan. I am really actually doing the stay at home. I had been going out, walking and jogging, and then I fell on my face. And I was like, you know what? I don't need to be told twice. I really don't want to get coronavirus. And if I get it, I don't want to knowingly, un- unknowingly spread it to people. So I'm really going to just stay in my house. So I have to say, I've been doing little exercise things on my computer. I, I downloaded like a bar class and I've been forcing myself to do it every day. And I printed out a calendar and I just make a little mark. And I find that it's more for my mental thing. I find if I move around a little bit that I, it helps kind of ground me. Like I feel a little better. And, um, I also have been doing a crossword puzzle every day. And I used to before the quarantine, in the New York Times, only really be able to do through Tuesday all the way, and now I've gotten through. I've been getting through Thursdays. So look at you! Look at you! Yeah! Look at you. Wow! That's damn! In pen, in pen. What are you wow. doing? So yes, I do. I, I read the paper, the actual paper every morning. I do a little exercise and I do a crossword puzzle. Brendan, um, I have been drinking heavily and right. eating Domino's pizza. That's uh, so good. Ha- happy hour starts at about four o'clock around here. That's so fun. <laughs> and I just say podcasting, like doing the podcast has yes. helped me feel like even doing this, like it's like I feel connected. I feel like I I part of my I make if there's a normal say I get to see my friend for an hour. Um 
you know, I'm reading Ali Wong's book right now. Things like Fantastic. that. Well, you're one of the last people that I saw in person because we did the Will You Accept This Rose finale yeah. at your wonderful home. You have Thank a perfect you. home for staying at home. It's a great house for stay at home. You built a great uh, you built a great place. You built a great space. Your backyard's amazing. You built a great bunker. So you're one of the last people that I got to hang out with because we got that that last podcast in under the wire. Will you accept this rose? Right. We again we've been doing the um we've been doing Love is Blind for Arden's Patreon listeners, the Will You Accept This Rose uh Patreon listeners. And we're and, doing uh, on the main page where we are breaking down Juan Pablo's season of The Bachelor. It's fantastic. really funny. And you can, with Jerry Trainer, and you can um, watch along for free on uh, bachelorarchive.com. You can watch, it's uh, season 18 of The Bachelor if you want to wa- play along at home. Now, fantastic. Now, when is Little Miss Compton officially being released to uh, the online distributors? The quarantine. Uh, Little Miss Little Compton comes out in September. It's a okay. memoir. You can pre-order anywhere you get your books. My just my parents, my grandparents married after knowing each other for one day, and then my parents were co-workers and they got married on a dare and they stayed, they never dated and they got married on a dare and they stayed married for 50 years until they passed away. And so it starts with that, that I'm the product of two hasty decisions and it's, and that's where it starts so they can get it anywhere. And if you email a receipt of the uh, ordered pre-order of little miss little compton to rose podcast at gmail.com i'm sending out t-shirts uh we're, we're like randomly drawing names and sending out t-shirts to people i'm going to be sending out puzzles and things like that so you can be enter to be win prizes i cannot wait to read it you're one of my favorite people alive i cannot thank you enough for doing this because we got to get back on track we got to get back out there creating stuff, doing shows, seeing each other online. It's so fun. So fun. Uh, I can't wait to see you in person again. But I will say this also. Oh, quick tangent. Leave your browser open for a minute when we're done here because that's how this is all. It's a new world. We're not doing this from fancy studios, but we're doing it from home. And I can't thank you enough for doing this uh, Brando cast experiment uh, with me. I love you dearly. I love you too. And uh, until next time, cats and kittens, don't forget to click, subscribe, promote the gra- the, uh, the BrandoCast online. I'll love you forever if you do. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>